Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your wacky bitch tonight. And you know, the one, the great, the fire-breather motherfucker, Messenger! Yay! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you got the bitch part right. <laughs> you did, right? Yeah, you said you're a bitch. You got I it right. Am. Yeah, I, I don't am. know about the rest of that stuff. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Have we established that I'm a bitch and you're an asshole? Yes, yes. yes I'm not. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Show's over. <laughs> so, we're going to talk tonight. We're going to get all sassy and crazy. Now, I received an email. Okay. You're going to dig this. You're really going to dig it. Life's a garden. Dig it. Total. (laughs) So it was really this cute, cute email that I received yesterday. Oh, I thought you were going to say this cute girl. I'm like, I'm down for it. I do dig it. No, this is from a male sub. Oh. Okay. Okay. So he says, hi, Mistress Mia. Greeting from across the pond in little old England. Oh. I believe it's okay to contact you via via email. I found it on your website, so I hope so. If not, then please, may I offer my deepest apologies. I've been listening or read-binging your podcast over the last few days, and while I've been at work and I'm really enjoying it, I've been recommending it to my girlfriend. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, I was hoping you'd be able to give me some advice, if that's okay. I'd like to know how I can better be a sub for my girlfriend. Ha ha. For about a year or two, uh, now she's been the primary dominant, and we've been trying to lead a bit of a female-led relationship. Originally, when we first got together, she was submissive to me and was uh, and has been submissive in all her past relationships. Now, I must say, she's really managed to settle into her role. And when we're playing, she's amazed at what she does. However, sometimes it feels like I'm the only one that kind of makes all of the suggestions and gives her ideas, and she just goes along with whatever she fancies. Don't get me wrong. I'm eternally grateful for the fact that she's been willing to make that switch in her lifestyle and become dumb. But like I say, I feel like it's just me making suggestions to her and she doesn't seem always to be in reality uh, to really trying anything new unless I suggest it. I've directed her to places like Femdom Community on Reddit and stuff. But as far as I know, I don't think she's really spent much time on here. I was hoping that if I could be a better for her, then maybe it might give her a bit of motivation to try new things and really take control. We're not into any different types of kinks and fetishes other than feet, BDSM, cockhold, humiliation, chastity, cross-dressing, and forced by to name a few. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, we still end up being shy around those things despite being in a relationship for five years. Dirty talking, for example, is pretty much at a minimal during sex. I still think, still, I still say things to her like, thank you, princess. I'm here for your personal entertainment. And I'm sorry I can't fuck you like they can, etc. We role play a lot of cock holding with dildos, but the most I ever get from her is a couple of giggles or she likes to use me as, as, um, as, as a cuck and, and sometimes a bull. Go figure. 
Um, we've gotten some ground rules too, but he goes on and basically he talks about, you know, she really does amazing jobs at, at different aspects of the relationship. They have children together. They've been together again for five years. And um, sometimes she gets them to wear panties. They go shopping together. She does degrade him at times, but basically his end result is, you know, he said they have kids and they can't do it 24 seven as much as they'd like. But he'd be forever grateful if this is something that he can actually get me to help her become a better and a better dom. And he too would like to become a better sub. He said, P.S. Feel free to ask anything that I might have missed. So I wrote him and my simple response was, um, I hope this finds you well. I'll say first and foremost, thank you for the email. And um, I basically told him that all that his email was really saying was, I want and I wish and, you know, me, me, me. And I said, bitch, you need to stop and realize your submission and your needs need to come second to your partner. I suggested that he listen to the uh, closeted crossdresser about Rick and so forth and so on. And I said, I'd be more than happy to help him. So yeah, when I was listening to it, I was thinking the same thing. I had two ideas. One, send her over here. <laughs> And you'll teach her how Across to be the a, pond. You'll teach her how to be a dumb. <laughs> you do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. But second, you can't make somebody dumb who's not. Very true. He, he said at the beginning she's always been submissive. He wants to be the submissive one. She it sounds like she's trying. And she wants to make him happy in their in a loving relationship and she's doing everything that she, that he's asking. But in the end she's still not a dumb. And there's nothing really anybody can do to change that. You know, and maybe she just lacks confidence. I mean, having small children and being a mom and doing all these things, I mean, it limits you to have that, that mindset all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't have children. I don't have to think about small children all the time. <clears throat> and that could be the reason. And, um, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't know anything about other than what I've read in their email. Right. But like you said, I change this all the time with women. I get them to see that, you know, they have this power within to, to get their female empowerment and gain control over the man and put the man down and punch him where he needs to be punched and <laughs> push him down further and squash him till he's nothing, nothing I say. He's a submissive bitch forever. Um, <laughs> but you also said something else was... He keeps saying what he wants and what he needs and what and everything's about him. He doesn't ask her what she wants and what she needs or her needs being fulfilled. Yeah. Would she be more willing to fulfill his needs if maybe he was the dom sometimes and she needed her submissive needs met too? And see, that's the question there. That's an absolute good observation. And that is when we had our young couple from Alabama. Yes. You, you remember they said that they would actually flip a coin. Right. On who was going to do those things. Because they both wanted to be submissive. They both wanted to be dominant. Yes. It sounds like if she was already submissive, she still probably wants to be submissive. So. And she'll do those things for him, but she needs her needs met too. My little British cuck. Flip that <laughs> motherfucking coin. Okay. Show her. Dom her. <laughs> show her what you want. And then she'll have a better idea. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these women, I mean, you date a lot of these women, John, who are basically, they want to be sluts at your will, you know? 
<laughs> you keep saying that. Maybe one day it will happen. <laughs> we know. We know. Listeners, he's modest. But anyway, so that's my spiel. And so, you know, I hope to keep in touch with him. And I told yeah. him, you know, he should listen uh, to the podcast and different episodes and such. And, well, you know, maybe this podcast will help him. Maybe so. Maybe so, but I think you're absolutely right. I think you know, he needs to flip the script and give of himself more and surprise her with something. Yeah. You we know, talk about it all the time. A lot of time in any relationship, it doesn't have to be BDSM. Look at your partner's point of view and see what it is that you're doing to make them feel that way or what you're not doing to hold them back and figure out what it is that they need. And you're going to find that you're going to have a much better relationship. Absolutely. All right. So tonight, but thank you for writing in. Absolutely. I love it. Right. I love it. Hopefully he took something out of that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I plan on keeping in touch with them. And, you know, at some point, hey, they might want to be interviewed for the podcast. It Absolutely. Might be fun. Have him send her information to you so you can talk to her directly and give Absolutely. her some ideas. And then he doesn't know what the fuck's coming for him. Kick him <laughs> in the nuts. Tell him to shut the fuck up. Fuck him in his little pussy hole. Oh, I could give her such <laughs> advice. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know the shit that I do to people, oh, I, I'm, to men especially. I can't wait to hear about what this, how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we are reading from TheKnot.com. The Knot. The Knot. It is by Megan Learley, and it was updated January 3rd of 2022. It is 10 sex questions for couples from top sex experts. It says, spice up your sex life by answering these questions with your partner. That's what we just said. Ask your partner what they want. Here we go. Yes. All right. You want to do the intro? Sure. Do the intro, John. Okay. Whether you're navigating a new sexual partner's preferences or you're looking to bring some excitement to your long-term relationship, sitting down together and answering sex questions for couples can be crucial for getting what you want. After all... As any sex expert will tell you, communication is key. All right. Number one. <laughs> What's the first question you should ask your partner? Mm, what would you like to try sexually if there was no guilt consequence? Excuse me. Wow. Yeah. What would you like to try sexually if there were no consequences or guilt? That's a good question. That's a fabulous question. A lot of times we don't want to try things because we think we'll feel bad about it or our partner will feel bad about it. We feel guilty. What if you didn't have any of those feelings? What's something crazy that you would want to try if there was no judgment? What a great question. Sleep with Channing Tatum. Just say. Okay. (laughs) That's all you, boo. It says, this question can feel nerve-wracking and the answer with both a new partner and someone you've been sleeping with for decades. For many of us, it can feel uncomfortable to fully and explicitly verbalize our most intimate desires, especially if we perceive, perceive them as less common fetishes or are perhaps a favorite position we don't know if our partner will be open to it. Hmm... So, questions like this free up your partner to express desires they might otherwise feel too worried to express. It gives them a sense of liberation to really explore their needs and fantasies. So, John. Yes. What would have been something you would have done back in the day? 
you know, something I, w- I wish I really could have talked about was having a threesome or having bringing other people into the relationship. That's something I've always wanted, something yeah. I've always thought about, and something that my partners were doing. They just weren't including me in. I wish we could have just talked about it. Maybe we could have could have done it. You know, we could have done it. We could have saved the relationship. We could have been a lot different place. Very true. So, and I, we talk about this all the time. It's normal to be attracted to other people. So for us to pretend like our partner is never going to be attracted to anyone else is just ridiculous. And then to get mad about it's even dumber. True. Especially if it's okay for me to be attracted to someone, but not for you. Talk about it. You hate those double standards, don't you? You hate those. We've talked about that a lot lately. We have. But talk about it. Say, hey, this this is a normal feeling I have. We should talk about it. And does it mean that you have to act on it? No. But it's okay to say you think somebody's attractive. It's okay to say, oh, I want to role play and... Maybe you're a doctor. I'm attracted to the idea of a doctor. Let's role play that, you know, and do that together. There's no guilt, no consequences. You're doing it together. So that's a great question. I like that question. So number two, John. Number two, numero dos. (laughs) (laughs) What's one thing you've never done that you'd like to try? Mm -hmm. Okay. I often ask couples to work on their yes, no, maybe lists. The yes list has things that you enjoy doing and want to continue. Your no list are things that are off limits. And the maybe list has things that you are open to trying. Your list may include sexual experiences you've had and want to have again or things you haven't yet tried. Some ideas to get your bucket list started include anal play, a threesome, dirty talk, experimenting with sex toys, mutual masturbation, and taking nudes. And those are good ideas. Those are things that, that are kinky. easy to do. Taking nudes together. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. You can play with sex toys. Mutual masturbation. Jerk each other off. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. <laughs> a threesome might be a little bit more advanced, but you can get there. Anal play, that's fun. Just wash that thing before you stick your tongue in it. <laughs> <laughs> You knew I was coming for that one. Oh, you always do. I do. I like you it. You do come for that quite often, don't I you? I do. It makes my dick hard. I bet. <laughs> All right. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, number three. An article stumbled across my feed about uh, a want, a need, a desire, and it got me thinking, how would you feel about trying that? You know what? What if somebody said... You know, I was listening to this podcast, and they were talking about this, this, and this. And they were talking about our fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the podcast, and they were talking about eating ass. Let's try that. <laughs> no one's so nasty like you, John. Yes, they are. <laughs> it says, the magic in this question is twofold. First, you put a bit of distance between yourself and what you're asking for, which can make it easier to ask. Second, you end with an open-ended question so the conversation doesn't shut down with a simple yes or no. So in the email that I read earlier, there was a bit that I remember reading. I I didn't continue reading because it was a very long email. But he said that at one point, his girlfriend actually found pictures of him cross-dressed on his phone. So she saw those and she was completely shocked and it almost ended the relationship. So, you know, again, he wasn't being honest. No, he was hiding it. He was hiding it. And he should have said, hey, how would you feel if I got dressed in a pair of panties? 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people end relationships because people are cheating or whatever. Sure. And it's not so much the cheating as the betrayal. Yeah. And you know, if you're hiding something from your partner, even if it's just cross dressing, you're dressing up in panties and you're hiding it from them and you're doing this thing and it's this whole part of your life that you're hiding from your partner. That's a betrayal. Very much so. So be open about who you are, be honest and don't hide shit from your partner because that's only that's just begging for trouble. All right. Number four. Now that I got my soapbox for two seconds. I'll be back on in a second, y'all. Drum roll. <laughs> How and what did you learn about sex growing up? That can be a loaded question for sure. It can be. You know, my experiences growing up were a lot different than my friends' experiences growing up just because of my religious background and my tradition and where I grew up at, you know. And it's going to be different for everybody. Some people are a lot more open and some people are a lot more reserved. It says it can feel really uncomfortable to share your deepest sexual desires. After all, some people's feelings could be rooted in shame or guilt. Understanding where someone is coming from can help you make sense of the preferences, behaviors, and desires. This is a good question to ask because it can give you an idea about their feelings, attitude, and knowledge about sex in general. It gives you a starting point for being able to address things with them to have a more fulfilling experience. Hmm. So now you're not just asking what the fantasy is. Now you're trying to understand each other. What? Crazy. I don't want to understand my partner and give a shit about them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where real intimacy comes from is when you can start talking about those real things. So true. Yeah. Okay. So true. So the next one is five. Cinco. Yeah. How do you feel most comfortable telling me about what you want? Well, you feel really comfortable, John. I tell the whole world what I want. (laughs) (laughs) It says, when we talk about unlearning shame, this question is fundamental in creating a safe space for both partners to communicate. You really have to coddle people, apparently. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much all of us want to be able to tell our partners what we enjoy in bed. But in reality, most of us feel self-conscious or just have a hard time speaking up in the moment. This question can help conversations flow more easily by getting to the how of communication. Absolutely. So I used to date this guy and I liked him and he was a good looking guy and he really didn't have a big dick or anything impressive, but you know, <laughs> just throw that in there. Just, it's, it's essential. It's, it's part it, of the it's story. It's part of the story. Okay. It's a part of the story. He had a little John. dick y'all. He did. He did. <laughs> but when I say little, I think, you know, five inches is average, but it was still little. It was thin. It wasn't that thick. Girth wasn't there. Anyway, so (laughs) it was interesting because, you know, one of our first, um, you know, encounters, you know, we had, we had good fun together. He was very serious, hardworking, you know, he's building his own house. I mean, he had skills. He had all these good qualities. I mean, he was marriage material. But he had a little dick. That was a factor (laughs) in the story. It wasn't a reason why I wouldn't have engaged further. But this was the catch. So, you know, like this, the email that we've read, you know, I think cockholes are great. Okay. They're cool. But here's the thing. I like them. I like fucking their wives. Yes, you do. Yeah. But here's the thing. As a married woman married to a cockhold, you're always going to have it in the back of your mind, or at least this is how I felt when I was dating this person. 
was that, so he doesn't want to have sex with me, but that's the way I express myself. Okay. So he doesn't think that his dick is good enough for me. Okay. But isn't that another factor as to why I'm actually attracted to him? So all these things and ultimately it doesn't make me feel so fabulous about myself. I think everybody's different, but I think that, you know, he didn't want to tell me this. And so finally, after seeing him, you know, four or five days later, he finally came over and he's like, and I always had that lingering feeling like, okay, he's really not making moves to sleep with me. I know he's kind of old fashioned. That would have been another reason why we never would have worked out because I'm not like that at all. <laughs> I'm a big old hoe. So when he came over that, that last time that we actually saw each other, he had on a cock cage. And so I immediately went into Dom mode and I was like, Oh, you have a cock cage, get on your hands and knees and start begging me, you know? And we went into that zone and automatically, you know, at that point he was like head over heels for me. And at my point I was like, Oh, I don't want that. I want to see this dick all the time. I want to play with that dick all the time and to have it caged up. It's kind of like, so that's just me. Yeah. Some people like it. They like it being able to have a lot of strange dicks all the time and their husband. Yeah. Okay with it. Wants it. Yeah. So it just depends. So it's just a communication factor. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people enjoy that. And like I said, I love it as a dom, but in a relationship, not so much. Right. You know, it's just not my bag. But no judgment. No. You know? So anyway, that's just my take on that little piece yeah, of info. Communication. Absolutely. Yeah. So, John, number six. Number six. Where do you like and not like to be touched? John does not like to be touched on his... <laughs> you couldn't think of anything, could you? <laughs> no, you're a whore. You like to be touched everywhere. <laughs> I like to be touched everywhere. <laughs> Even my booty hole. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Uh, okay. So you couldn't say that one because I was going to call you a liar. You, you knew it. You I looked know. at me like I can't say that one. I know. I was like nipple, no, ass, no, dick, no, no. Okay. All those places. Okay. All the places. Go ahead, you big old whore. Thank you. I am mm -hmm. a whore. Thanks. Yes. When you're with a new partner, <laughs> you don't yet know what drives the other person crazy, both in the best and worst ways. It's sometimes best to start with the basics. Consider asking the above question, as well as whether or not someone has touch triggers that make them uncomfortable. I think these are good questions to know how to show up for your partner. It allows them to opt in and also take care of themselves. Wow. So, John, would you not like to be touched? We already, we already <laughs> said I like to be touched everywhere. I just, of course you did. I just want somebody to touch me. You do. Oh, I want to be touched. <laughs> well. <laughs> you are a bitch. <laughs> totally. So, Shit. you know, we can't really relate to that because you and I really don't have limits on a lot of these places. We're like, sexualists. We like to touch. It. We like to be touched. I mean, yeah. there's bad touch. Yeah. But. Yeah. You gotta be an idiot. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be an idiot to touch somebody that way. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't I've, know. I've seen people touch other people and like, wow, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know what I really, this is what I really do not like. So we had an incident where this guy was at a party and he comes up behind a woman and he grabs her on the back of the neck. 
or he grabs her by the shoulder. It's like, don't fucking do that. Right. You don't just walk up to strangers and assume that you have consent. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just had someone come up behind me the other day and, you know, they reached on my shoulder and I immediately want to take the palm of my hand and, you know, push my fingers back and basically, you know, gouge them in their face, you know, or punch them in their neck mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't want to be touched there by some weirdo. Like, yeah. Hey Mia, how you doing? I don't want that. You know, dude, some dudes are fucking idiots, right? I mean, we were at the party and I was talking to a girl and she wasn't agreeing with what I or her husband were saying. So I grabbed her by the back of the head put my hand on her throat and she shut up and did what we said. Oh, well, there you go. But it was a girl that I knew. We'd already negotiated that if we have a scene, I can do that. So I already had permission. I do totally. I do that to a lot of women, but I have permission. I don't just walk up to a stranger at Walmart and say, oh, you're not agreeing with me. Let me pull your hair <laughs> and put my hand on your throat. Go ahead, bitch. Oh, yeah. What's I your bet, name? I bet you say yes now. <laughs> Well, I get kicked in the dick. <laughs> and arrested for assault. Well, right. Sure. Jeez. That sounds like fun, John. Yeah. <laughs> if that's your thing. <laughs> you would have done fabulously in the cave days. <laughs> don't don't bend over the shower when you go to jail. <laughs> All right. Number I seven. Then, won't I? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> What have you learned about your body in the last three years that could make our sex life more fun? <laughs> well, John if, I, if has I eat to too wax. much Taco Bell, I shit a lot. <laughs> John has to wax and shave everywhere. I'm a manly man. I'm a big old teddy bear. <laughs> big hairy gorilla. <laughs> All right. Uh, this question is a twofer as far as I'm concerned. For one, it relays that the body is constantly changing and our desires and what works for us also changes with it. Second, it keeps your sex life from being in a constant state of stagnation. Ooh, I'm a stag. Mm-hmm. A buck. <laughs> <laughs> if you... <laughs> Kevin Reed, stop. If you are relaying. Stop cackling so I can read. Read it, damn <laughs> it. <laughs> if you are relaying what you have learned about your body and changes that may need to be incorporated, it makes your sex life a changeable, global, flexible thing. I bet. I need my girls to be flexible. Oh, my Lord. So when I bend them like a pretzel and they tell me to stop, I'm like, <laughs> nope. So it keeps your, That's sex, not your safe word. It keeps your <laughs> sex life from being in a constant state of stagnation. Um, what have you learned about your, your body in the last three years? That could make it more fun. <laughs> that my dick is a traffic cone. Oh my lord. <laughs> I mean, okay, we gotta go to question eight really quick. Okay. In what context do you feel the sexy? <laughs> When I'm having sex. Apparently. <laughs> wow. Wow, that was a dumb laugh. Okay. <laughs> that was sexy, John. <laughs> Feeling sexy just isn't about how we look. It's about our environment. Being honest about when you feel sexiest can help your partner understand your turn-ons and turn-offs. 
For some people, feeling sexy and desirous may have nothing to do with their appearance and everything to do with what's going on around them. Your sexy context might mean lit candles and fresh sheets on the bed. Your partners might mean that the kids are out of the house for the night, so they don't need to stress about getting interrupted. Figure out what works best for each of you and create a context that's mutually pleasurable. Mm. So, John, you're in your surroundings. What makes me feel sexy? (laughs) The laundromat. (laughs) Two naked (laughs) fucking hot girls making out looking at me. That makes me feel sexy. I'm like, look at these girls wanting my penis. <laughs> Say it a little louder so my mom can hear. My penis is big. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. This is John at the grocery store. Ladies. What's up, ladies? This squash compares the size of my wanker. <laughs> you want to see my cucumber? Oh, God. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. I get the odd numbers because I'm the odd one. I guess you do. (laughs) You are rather odd, aren't you? I am very odd. Okay. What's a fantasy you would like to try with me? Hmm. I have so many fantasies, boo, but none of them include you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Not you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're not my boo. (laughs) You're my whoopee. Yeah, everybody's whoopee. Apparently. You're Dave's whoopee. You're not, you can't be my whoopee. You're already, <laughs> you're already somebody else's whoopee. <laughs> this question acknowledges that we have sexual fantasies. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked about that earlier. Yes. Uh, so you want to be a furry and um, I want to be fruit? I want to be somebody's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives permission for this fantasy to be discussed and shows a willingness to explore and possibly make that fantasy into reality. <gasps> oh, looky there. Yes. If your significant other shares something you aren't comfortable with now or ever, remember that you can say no while still being respectful of the opening up to you. Sexual intimacy is just as much about respecting boundaries as it is about good foreplay and steamy sex. Hmm. So if they say, no, John, I don't want to lick your asshole tonight. I tell them, get out. <laughs> mm, will you still respect them in the morning? No. No, I'm going to lick their <laughs> asshole, though. <laughs> Lord. I'm still going to lick their butt. Nice. All right. Number 10. Ladies, Jesus. you don't have to get out. I'm just we're, we're almost done with this. Lord. Number 10, what's one thing you love that I do when we're intimate and why? Hmm. Let's end on one of my personal favorites, the compliment game. Some of the questions on this list can open up difficult conversations. Hopefully this one can lead you both feeling confident, happy, and maybe even in the mood. You can ask your partner their favorite things to do while you're being intimate, their favorite part of your body, or maybe even a highlight from the last time you had sex. The question gets couples warmed up for an interesting dialogue. Sexual communication can be intimate, so the question allows you to facilitate sharing something you enjoy. The partner receiving the information will also have a positive reinforcement to continue the act and possibly explore similar things in that wheelhouse. So, for our cuck, or British cuck, I should say, um, 
you know, that would be something when he's actually making out with his wife instead of traditional dirty talk. He could say, you know, I love it when you make me wear my panties. Oh, I love it when you um, put me in chastity. You know, I love being able to lick your pussy. But then again, he couldn't say that if he had his mouth full. So <laughs> you like that? Um, so, yeah, I think that it's always a good thing to, you know, make your partner feel special. That's always a great thing. Don't you agree, John? I do. Good. I'm special. You are very special. In the... In the, in the very specialist way. Most special way. <laughs> <laughs> My mom told me so. I bet she did. She said, you're a special little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Oh. Uh, moms. Okay. Moms. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It certainly is. So, on that note, John. Well, they already said it, so I have to say something else. No, you don't. You no. can you can talk about saying from across the pond. Here's to you. I can. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like you already said that too. I have to come up with something <laughs> special. <laughs> so until next time. Make all of your special, loving, fucked up fantasies become realities. 